Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. This is Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler. We're getting together a weekly discussion here that we have. Uh, I know that... uh, Currently, as I speak, we're recording in June of 2006, and and I think uh, there, there's several reruns of our show airing throughout the week. Um, but right now, uh, Mike and I, we've been kind of discussing the book of Ephesians lately. So depending upon where you're, what what time you're listening at right now, you might be in the middle of our series with us, or maybe you've just caught our show, just kind of. Right in the middle of something else you've been doing, but we're just glad to have you with us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about grace, a little bit about God's goodness, and, and what uh, Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, and who knows what else we might talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel, good to be with you once again. Yeah, this is uh, this is exciting stuff, being able to, to, to learn more about a plan that was put into motion back in the beginning of time. Some would say a beginning that didn't have a beginning, if that's possible. So it, it's really fun to be a part of this. Uh, we we have been spending time in Ephesians chapter 1, and we're about halfway through the chapter, I guess, somewhere in there, uh, looking around verse 15 and 16 where we left off before. Paul was talking to the, to the Ephesians where he said, I do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, uh, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints. Wow. Wow, that you may know. (laughs) How many times... Have we uh, been struggling and striving to try to understand God? And I, I admit, you know, God is so much bigger and so much greater than we will ever understand. And I was listening to a, a tape from an old pastor of, of yours in my mic, and he was talking about, you know, how in Hebrews it talks about, you know, faith is the evidence of things not seen and, and so on and so forth. And But faith tells us that you know, God created everything, but one thing that faith can't do is to, is to tell us how. I mean, we don't understand everything about God. But one thing that Paul's telling us here is that there is something that we can know, and it's by the revelation of God. It's not something we can come up with on our own, because if, if we're going to try to figure out God with our own understanding, we can try all that we want. We We won't really be able to figure out any truth all by ourselves. But Paul's prayer here is that God would give the Ephesians, and, and you and me, uh, and everybody listening, and Christians worldwide, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. And what, you know, what that speaks to me is that it's God who's got to do the enlightening. It's not us coming up with us, but that we can know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, and so on and so forth. It, it is something, I like how when you were reading that, those words that you emphasize, that we can know the hope of his calling, because it's something that formerly we weren't able to do except for having this knowledge that that God is working in us. Well, and I think it was in Corinthians where Paul said, you know, that the natural man cannot receive the things of God. They can, because they're spiritually discerned, they're spiritually understood. And um, what we were just reading there, uh, Joel, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I've got a a note in my margin here that says... um, 
the word understanding. Another word for that would be hearts, that the eyes of your hearts would be enlightened. And that's because uh, a lot of what we do begin to understand, a lot of what truth from God's Word is revealed to us as we receive it, um, a lot of that takes place in the inner man. We started talking about that last week a little bit, uh, the the spirit of man, the things that you may not be able to quite uh, grasp with the mind and the intellect, but there's something that takes place in the inner man that you can't even explain. It's just something you know. Yeah, it's just something you know, and it's something that you don't even know how you know, <laughs> except that you know that it's been revealed to you by, by the Spirit of God. If it were up to us to try to figure these these things out again, it's it's just something we could never figure out. Uh, another thing that this, um, I, I just mentioned a little while ago, a tape that I was listening to, an old pastor of ours, he was going through Hebrews, and, and he also brought up something from Isaiah, where Isaiah said, Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor has informed him, with whom did he consult, and who gave him understanding, and who taught him in the path of justice, and taught him knowledge, and informed him of the way of understanding? The you know this is obviously rhetorical. It's like nobody taught God, nobody instructed God. It's not as if we're sitting here with the truth and, and we're going to teach God. It's it's all his revelation to us. And then on this tape, uh, the the pastor was, was referring back to Paul's words that now we have the mind of Christ, where at one time we couldn't understand God at all. He's given us his spirit in us. He's given us the mind of Christ, and he'll reveal things to us through the new mind uh, that we have, the mind of Christ, and I believe that's a spiritual thing. I don't believe it's something that you know we can use our, our little brains here and try to think of these thoughts, but it's in our spirit that we've got the mind of Christ, and, and God will reveal things to us. And it's not that we automatically understand everything. It's not that we automatically know everything that we need to know, but I, I don't even think we could contain it. If if we had all the understanding that God has, but He 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 can reveal things to us by the by His Spirit as as He wills and as He knows we're in need of. Well, as we keep looking at this passage, Joel, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand, at his right hand, in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Um, And he uh, put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. That uh, that wraps up chapter one. There's some pretty good stuff right there that we just breezed through rather quickly. But that power that uh, raised Christ from the dead, that same power really, it, that same power that raised Christ from the dead has also been given to you and I. And that that's something I've always tried to um, meditate on, Joel, because I, I know that I don't feel in my heart that I've really appropriated or, or walked or even begun to, to understand how I can apply some of that, more of that power uh, to allow it to flow uh, through my life and into the lives of others, too. Well, I like what you're saying, that it's you know something you, you want to meditate upon, you try to meditate upon. You know, going back to what we've mentioned lots of times about the renewing of our mind, you know, in the, in the things of Christ, 
uh, because we're, we so easily forget things. I mean, <laughs> even the, the awesome and wonderful things of God that, that are revealed to us in our, in our humanness. I mean, we can, we can easily forget things. We forget that it may, maybe we even had a great experience with the Lord. And at the time it was such a great thing and you felt the presence of God. You felt the power of God. And, you know, maybe it's a week later, a year later, a few years later. And that power just doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem like it was, uh, because we, you know, in our humanness and those things just kind of leave us. But it's that renewing of our mind to, to the truth here that that power that raised Christ from the dead, the very spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead, that same spirit, that same power does work in us. And, and, you know, I, I know that. I read it. I read it in God's Word, and I keep thinking, you know, man, I, I have got to learn how to be more sensitive to the Spirit of God, because I, I know that I haven't really allowed, for whatever reason, I, I don't feel, uh, and I'm sure maybe others feel the same way in their life. I don't really feel like I've allowed that power, even though it's been given to us through Christ. I don't feel like I've allowed it to flow through me, in in my life, the way that I I would like to see. Yeah, you know, and I bet that. Uh, probably everybody listening, including myself, I mean, listening to you say that, we can all, everybody can relate to that. I, I, it's probably true. I mean, a lot of Paul's letters were, were reminders to the saints, you know, to the people that were saints, that, that had become no longer sinners, but were saints. Paul was reminding them of this power, uh, because we do need that reminder time and time again. And I, and really, I really don't think that in this lifetime that we'll, that will reach, you know, probably the full potential that we could just because we're distracted by things in life. You know, things happen and, and things go on that just distract us from that power. Not that we can't rely upon that power and not that we can't do great things and walk in that power. I'm just saying that, uh, right now we see dimly as in a mirror <laughs> and, uh, when, then, in the future, I mean, in, in our eternal existence, I mean, we'll see face-to-face. We'll see Christ face-to-face, and I think we'll experience a lot more than what we experience in this life. And, and our prayer and our hope is to just walk daily as much as we can in the power by reminding ourselves of this. Mm. I know that uh, in my own personal life that um, it seems like, <laughs> and maybe it's because of where I came from again, uh, having uh, spent some years with a little bit of a legalistic mindset, but when I spent more time trying to, uh, what am I trying? I'm trying to choose my words carefully, and they're probably not going to come out just right. But I would try to put a little more effort, Joel, into seeking the the supernatural power of God sometimes in my life, and whether that meant more time in prayer, more time in the Word. It, a lot of it always seemed. Um, uh, contingent upon my efforts, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but sometimes when I did make those efforts, I think I uh, my heart did open up a little bit more to being sensitive to the Spirit of God, and so I'm trying to find that balance, I think, like a lot of Grace Walk people probably, where I just want to flow freely in God's grace and not count on my efforts, but trust in His finished work. At the same time, I know there probably does come a time where I, you know, take a look at, and I know Jesus was a, a prophet under the old covenant, but look at how much time uh, he spent in prayer as a man. 
I mean, when he was walking the earth, uh, the, the amount of time that he spent in fellowship and communion with God, there must be something to that. And Paul talks a lot about prayer, too. And so I think sometimes these things can help us um, become more sensitive to the to the leading of God's Spirit and, and to the hearing of his voice. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I probably in... Probably a big part of that that balance, or, or finding you know out uh, just exactly how how much to pray or, or when to pray, and 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 appropriating the power. I mean, when you do look at the life of Christ, we realize that he was a man. Acts talks about how he was a man. He was um, he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, because God was with him. When when you look at the prayer life of Jesus, probably he prayed a lot more than what's revealed. I mean, the the, the prayers that we see in the Gospels probably are come nowhere close to representing how much Jesus really prayed as a man. But I look at it as Jesus wasn't praying as his duty to his Father. He was praying because he needed strength. He needed guidance. He needed he needed the Spirit to lead his life, and when we, I think when we look at it that way, it's perhaps you know it perhaps makes it easier for us to realize that okay, I'm not doing this for duty, I'm doing this because I, I just I really need God. Yeah, he, he wanted to. Yeah, it was just the need for fellowship and, and that love that they had. Yeah, well, I think that's a good place for us to end. We're uh, out of time for this one. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Uh, Mike Kapler with me talking about the goodness of God growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that lifetime process of, uh, of working out our salvation by the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening and we'll be back with you again next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.